missing save for. Hey, I'm Jason. And I'm Paul. And we have a name this time around for this here podcast. We have settled on The Missing Save File. This is a podcast where we go back through lists of games that we either picked up and never started or things that we always wanted to play and didn't get around to. And we explore those uh, things that were were the missing link in our, our gaming chain. This week, we are talking about the one, the only, everyone's favorite, Little Blue Hedgehog. Sonic and Sonic Mania. Do you like Sonic better than Knuckles? I mm, see. I don't. I don't know. I. I kind of. I played through the entire thing as as Sonic almost exclusively. I, I mean, same here. I started playing as Knuckles, and I kind of like Knuckles, but Knuckles is not as fast. What about a Tails only run? I tried that, and I immediately stopped. <laughs> Tails is the worst. <laughs> Tails can fly. He can fly, but slowly. He's the. It's a game about going fast. I got to get my blast processing on. Guess but, what? He can move um, up and down faster than Sonic. That is to say, he could reach places Sonic can't. I didn't realize that this conversation was going to get this heated <laughs> this quickly. I didn't either, but <laughs> but here we are. Normally, uh, normally on the show here, um, what what we'll do in format, we kind of made a goof uh, since these are our first uh, few episodes. Normally, we we record a little bit where we have uh, a conversation about the game before we have before one of us has played it, because the idea is one of us has played this game. Uh, at least one of us has played this game and, and one of us has not. There may be special guest stars in the future where we have a three-person conversation. Yeah, I think um, to set the stage, we were talking after we recorded the last one and uh, going through our lists. And we were like, well, what about this game? What about this game? And then and, and since uh, I picked Fez last time for Burns, who hadn't played it, right. Burns was picking something for me. And then at a certain point, he said, how about this Sonic game? And I said, oh, cool. I'm off Skype now. I'm going to play it. Yes. <laughs> Yes, and, it was uh, it was that fast. It was like <laughs> as, as fast fast as Sonic, I suppose. <laughs> but if we had if we had recorded there, that's all it would have been. Would have been like, yeah, it's a Sonic game. What else? What else? <laughs> like, oh, it's a it's a classic '90s Sonic game. Yeah, let me play it. Let me play it. And with that, that I can think of no better intro to start this uh, this particular episode of the Missing Save File, where we talk about Sonic Mania. So, Paul, you did uh, basically capture it perfectly. The The idea behind Sonic Mania is this is a modern game. It was uh, released... 2017. 2017, yeah. What, 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 how did I not know this game existed for, you know, at least a year? You would classify yourself as a Sonic fan, right? I mean, I was trying to do the timeline. So, circa 91... <laughs> so let's just, just jump this back. Mm-hmm. So, I, I never had a Genesis. I had, I had a Nintendo... And my uncle had, I don't know if it was just like the era. So um, my two cousins, uh, his two daughters, I think in that era, you just 
like would go and buy a Genesis for your kids, like like a toy, right? You would just think, oh, this is a toy. Sure. My kids will like it. <laughs> yeah. I heard about this on the TV, so here you go. So this was probably 1991-ish that every time I would go over there, there was a Genesis sitting there with Sonic in it. And this was a game I couldn't play anywhere but there at that point. Um, so I would always just try to sneak away from every, any family party to just get in a few levels of Sonic the Hedgehog. So, yeah, I've been playing Sonic a long time. So you're, um, it's interesting that even though you grew up in a household with games, your experience with Sonic actually mirrors mine because I actually like, uh, this will probably be a touchstone for, for me a lot when we talk about games of this era, of the 16-bit era or the 8-bit era for that matter. When I was a kid, video games were this, uh, were the, like I lived in a house that was a lot like that town uh, that had didn't have any dance, you know? Oh. Oh, I, I thought you were going to... Oh, there's several movies that you're going for. <laughs> yeah. I thought I, it was that Tobey Maguire one. <laughs> no, no. I'm, I'm uh, particularly thinking about Kevin Bacon uh, in this situation where, you know, it's just... Wait, we're, is Tobey Maguire not in uh, Footloose? <laughs> Tobey Maguire is... Yeah, a lot of people confuse that, but he's uh, he's not. No. Um, and, and he was a principal. <laughs> and my, my mother... Uh, you know, right-headed about a lot of things. I think very wrong-headed about the video games, uh, and, and I was just uh, not allowed to have them. So most of my experiences with any game of, of this era uh, come in brief fits and starts like you're describing. Um, and, and my experience with Sonic, I will actually never forget my first experience with Sonic the Hedgehog because it was <laughs> an experience that was so of its time that I will say some words, and those of you who are significantly younger... Was it in an arcade? Can I... It was not. Oh. It was unboxing the, the Sega Genesis console from the video game rental store. Oh, and plugging it into the TV with a copy of Sonic 2, um, because that was the new game at that yep. point and being kind of blown away by it because I, I similarly was kind of a Nintendo uh, kid because well, that's what all my friends had. So I, I didn't have any choice in the matter. I, I, I didn't have any in my household, so I had to play whatever all my friends played. And they were mostly, uh, you know, NES and SNES people. So, yeah, I mean, Sonic goes fast. Sonic goes wasn't, fast. Wasn't there, wasn't there some like, oh man, like Sega, Sega does what Nintendo doesn't? Or what was that bad? The tagline for the Sega Genesis was, Genesis does what Nintendo don't. Don't. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> such a such a burdensome tagline. <laughs> it was the 90s, man. All of it had to be in your face oh, and man. extreme. And, and Sonic is 100% reflective of that. Um, and I think in a really charming way now, and this game is, is such a special, I think, uh, piece of modern game development because I feel like regardless of whatever you can say about this game, because there will be good things, there will be bad things about it, but I feel like the people who put this particular game together, you can feel the love and care for the source material in literally every single frame of this particular game. At least oh, yeah. I felt. Yeah. I felt. No, it, it, definitely the like, the people who made this game, 
love Sonic at least as much as I do, substantially more so because they they spent the time to make a game of it. But so so talk about it, Paul, because when we decided on this game and you saw it in the list, um, you you were at that point unfamiliar with it, right? I was, and I guess two games had come out. I, so I was familiar with Sonic Forces. I haven't played it, but I was familiar with it. But I this one was completely off my radar. And again, what were my friends doing that like none of them pointed this game out to me <laughs> oh can you really call them friends at this point yeah yeah what about it burns <laughs> <laughs> i mean we just hadn't had this uh kind of excuse to have this yeah, conversation i guess yet. <laughs> yeah it takes a podcast right it takes, it, a podcast. it takes a podcast coming soon to amazon uh look for our book it takes a podcast yeah, so the what you gave to me was, oh, it's a 2D Sonic game, you know, reminiscent of the 90s Sonics. Let, let's let's put it in specifically. This is a Sonic 3, Sonic & Knuckles era um, 2D Sonic side-scroller. What was your reaction knowing, like, okay, this is this is a, th- a throwback title, essentially. Like, what once you booted it up, what what happened? So I started playing, and 15 minutes in, so there's bonus stages. Um, let's toss that out there. And bonus stages are a big, big part of Sonic. And there's two in this one. The When you get to a goalpost and you have 25 rings and you jump up into this ring of stars that forms, um, which I'm sure you've done. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, you get the Blue Spear stages from Sonic 3 and Sonic and & Knuckles. Um, and when you get the rings that were that are also hidden, but hidden better that were traditionally in Sonic and three and Sonic and knuckles taking you to blue sphere stages. You get a, 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 a sort of racing ish stage, um, that I think is more reminiscent of Sonic two, or, uh, I think Wikipedia was saying one of the Sonic CDs, maybe one of the game I haven't played, but the presentation was very much like the half pipe from Sonic two in terms of like the yeah, faux 3d but, but flatter. I, I, it's a lot better than the, Sonic 2. Yes. Right. Yeah. It's a lot cleaner. Much better executed. Blue Sphere sta- stages give you coins. I wrote that I was 15 minutes in and I already have five coins. Then in parentheses, I wrote Chaos Emeralds? Question mark. It was one of those where like, wow, yeah, this is taking me back to 1994, 1995. Those stages especially, and we will spend lots of time talking about those stages on this podcast. Those Blue <laughs> Spheres. So Sonic and Knuckles and, and Sonic 3, I I forget, I, I didn't look when Sonic 3 came out, but my brother got a Genesis in the 90s to take it back to the 90s and had Sonic 3. And I remember for Chris, vividly, Christmas 1994, asking for Sonic and Knuckles and getting it. And Sonic and Knuckles was a cartridge unlike any other that had a spot in the top, kind of like a Game Genie, right? The old Game Genies where you'd put another cartridge. Did, did you ever have the opportunity to work with one of these? No, I remember um, because of of the way that it was presented, and and keep in mind that this is this is such a throwback to a different era because video game characters were everything. You know, Mario versus Sonic was a huge schoolyard debate, and where you fell down on that line told everyone about your character (laughs) like this was these were watershed uh schoolyard debate moments uh and and so i remember the introduction of knuckles and and that whole like concept like i never saw it in person but i knew how it worked because it passed through the folklore of kiddom yeah boy in such a way that you're like wait you do what Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so it it was I never got to experience it firsthand but it was retold to me by someone who had done it as if they had found the holy grail 
Yeah, there's there's a handful of these games, like a dozen or so, um, that I know that I've played more than five times. Right, that 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 distribution. Once you get up to like I've played it five times, is very sparse. Right. Um, so the trick with Sonic and Knuckles. So Sonic Three is a game, and at the end of it, like there's the Chaos Emeralds, there's all of this, but at the end of it. You you destroy the Death Star essentially. <laughs> you did it, <laughs> and it crashes onto uh, Knuckles Island. And if you then play Sonic and Knuckles, that's where the story picks up. But if you put the Sonic Three cartridge in there, it basically allows you to preserve that save file and play this like Sonic Three Part Two, essentially, a f- an entirely additional game after Sonic 3 ends, um, where if you've already gotten all the Chaos Emeralds, you get Super Chaos Emeralds um, in new special stages. <laughs> and it's just, yeah, it's one of those games that's just like so good because it integrates so well. And and for the record, I really never played as Knuckles, but <laughs> he's a cool character. There's just a lot to talk about because so much of the history of the Sonic the Sonic the Hedgehog franchise is respected. I mean, the character roster is and and the ability to go through and select like you had those cartridges piled on top of cartridges is is really cool too. Like this is one of those rare games that I feel like most people upon playing it, if you liked it, you will just rather than like be like, "Okay, I'm going to put that away." You'll be like, cool, now I want to do it again, but I want to go through the character select screen <laughs> and change some stuff or find some emeralds that I missed or try to get the all the blue dots on a bunch of them that I missed. How, how many how many blue dot medals did you get? The blue spheres, by the way. You have to say the word blue spheres. Blue spheres, sorry. I So here's, here's the thing. Um, I'm shockingly bad at those. <laughs> I'm just not good. And and this is also one of those games where that that skill gap for me I think probably goes back to just the limited amount of time that I've ever had to to be with a yeah. true Sonic game like this. But it 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 it's enticing. Like it makes me want to go like, okay, well I screwed it up, but let's do it again. Let's see if yeah. I can let's see if I can do that again. <laughs> and see, I put that work in twenty five years ago, and so the first the first sounds of that stage coming up. I was like, oh man, it's on. <laughs> and, and I was like, oh yeah, I've done this one before. And so there's 32 of those Blue Sphere stages, 16 of which are from Sonic 3 and Sonic and & Knuckles, and then 16 that are new. And yeah, you better believe that I I, I got medals in all of them. And then started... <laughs> so you could get silver medals if you get all the Blue Spheres. If you get all the rings before you get all the Blue Spheres, so you perfect the stage, then you get a gold medal. Um, Good night. Okay. And my first thought was, man, some of these are hard enough to silver. I'm never going to get all of them. So why try to get a few? Um, And I've got 16 of those golds right now. So, (laughs) I mean. So I have to ask you this, because even to the point where it's it's obtuse enough, where the game doesn't outright tell you any of this, which again is. Oh, I'm I'm leaning on a lot of 25 year old knowledge. Yes. Let's put that out there. Yeah. And and. I, again, kind of in the theme of, of our prior discussion about Fez, I really respect that because, again, it's it's a piece of game design that you don't see in a lot of modern titles because there is just a lot of hand-holding in modern games to make sure you understand this is this mechanic, this is how this works, this is... I mean, if this game were brand new, made today, most development houses would have that, like, 
oh, you see the ring of stars above the post you just hit? Um, jump through it. There's a bonus stage. What, what are you going to do? What are you going to do but jump through it? Right. But I'm, I'm still telling you that, that there is a lot there is a lot of that happening sure to to there is a fear of having people miss content which i think sometimes takes away from the discovery of how all this stuff works there's there's a lot of potentially missed content in here i sure and that's the one thing that i wanted to ask you as someone who's gone through a lot of the blue sphere stages i made sure to write that down so i said that correctly <laughs> is there a way to 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 manage which one you get because i always thought they were seemingly random are, are they dealt out at random or can you have any control over which one you get so that is a point man that yeah so when you get them in the game you're getting the easiest one and then when you pass it or fail it you get the n next easiest one when you finish one it gets taken out of rotation until you have all of them Okay. Um, it also unlocks like debug mode and all sorts of stuff in the, the game menus. Um, but the short answer is no, there is no way to go back and replay the one over and over that you would like to play. And that's a place that like, if the only thing that we talked about is those blue spear stages, I would talk about it again for a half hour. <laughs> so we'll try to be slightly more focused than that. For all the like debug mode and things that they have in there. And there's even, um, you could even go into something that is effectively debug mode and play random stages from this, but there's no menu, at least that I found or was able to find online that lets you just pick them. And frankly, like this game was only in 1999. I think it's a place in the market where like I'd pay 1999 for a game that was just all of the blue sphere stages. Right. Yeah. And beyond that, like it's essentially a toad's treasure tracker, right? It's a toad's treasure tracker that yeah. is in a game. And then you're like, Oh, this thing's kind of fun and cool. And we already made it. So it, it doesn't hurt. Um, let's charge some money for it. So to take a step back too, once you get all of them, it unlocks a Blue Spears stage mode that you could play that has what are effectively randomly procedurally generated levels in the spirit of Sonic 3 or Sonic Mania that I think have been hand curated to, to create a list. So you could play ones that were not in the game from a menu that's unlocked by playing all of these suffice it to say they have the engine to build these stages mm -hmm. and that engine as like a mario maker would be a phenomenal game yeah i was honestly as you were mentioning that i was just thinking about that like not even specifically for the blue sphere stages although that would that would be great too i mean if you just took the assets that make up even the normal stages imagine making your own you know uh, chemical plant zone. Yes. Imagine being able to 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 do that. I think, I think they are, they are sitting on such a gold mine of of just uh, content here that I think there are tons of people who are just hungry for this type of experience. And and I honestly think Sega was unprepared for how successful this game was because yeah. as near as I can tell, this game was universally loved, and I think uh, it sold really really well. So, so I, I think that's a great point on like the editor for the full game, but I don't want to undersell the point. And then we'll stop talking about blue spheres, <laughs> but 
if you work for Sonic Team, listen. And if you don't work for Sonic Team, find someone that works for Sonic Team and give them this podcast. And tell them. <laughs> Spread the good word. But but make a game that is just the Blue Sphere stages that you could select in a Blue Sphere stage editor and a, <laughs> and a Mario Maker skin that lets you send those Blue Sphere stages to other people. And I'll buy it. <laughs> <laughs> I've got cash please, in hand right please now. Please make that game. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm getting the impression that it is fair to say that you 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 kind of liked this one. <laughs> Boy, it, it, those I mean those blue sphere stages is is it's one of those things. There's there's certain board games that I really like that I'm good at, but I don't play that much because even though I enjoy it, they stress me out the entirety of the time I'm playing. Uh huh. And I think the blue sphere stages are the perfect walking that razor's edge of this. Like I. I after maybe the fourth one, the night you, I mean, I got a bunch of these that first night. Um, I, after the fourth one, maybe I, I have a Fitbit that tracks my heart rate. And I was like, maybe I should track my heart rate while I'm doing this. And it was like, oh yeah, it's getting up there. Like <laughs> it wasn't high. It was like 85, but it was also like, I was, my heart rate was substantially lower than that um, before I was playing them. Mm -hmm. Right. I was seeing spikes. It's like, man, that those stages really put the pressure on you. Okay. But enough of the blue spheres. Yes. Level design, the whole rest of the game. Let's talk about that. So uh, you pointed this out in the conversation, kind of that half and half approach uh, that we just had. From what I can tell, the the development of Sonic Mania in terms of the, the actual levels follow kind of that path that like half of the content overall seems to be a revisit uh, of, of past Sonic stages with obvious tweaks i mean they're 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 not carbon copied from previous sonic games but they're very heavily you know influenced they're basically classic sonic stages that have been kind of remixed mm -hmm. and then the other half are are kind of brand new stages am i am i getting that right does that feel right from your experience with with the franchise yeah i thought that was really a great way to do this so the very first level uh green hill zone is from sonic one like it's mm -hmm. the first level of sonic one it's, it's like oh cool i've played this before and then it changes right there's things that are different i, I think the the first level is pretty true to form maybe but then the second is different yeah so then the second one is chemical plant zone which I was like, oh, okay, that's familiar. And then Studiopolis Zone. I was like, okay, that's okay, that's new. Um, and they kind of wean you into that with that mix of, okay, Green Hill's familiar, but oh, here's a twist on it. Here's some new stuff you haven't seen. Um, same with Chemical Plants. Same with you know some of these later ones. Hydrosity, right? The first is very, very true to form for parts, but then it veers, veers off. I think Mirage Saloon, I had read that it was a level they had planned for Sonic 2 that didn't get included, that they then took the idea and made it. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. So I, I think a lot of this like level design and stuff that was scrapped in the past slowly made its its way in here. But tons of these things that are just playouts to the, the larger Sonic universe. So Chemical Plant, the boss, the... The main boss of Chemical Plant Zone, you play Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine, the um, Tetris-like, it's Puyo Puyo Tetris. As the boss battle, you have to beat your enemy at this game that exists in the Sonic canon <laughs> and is crazy because it's like, well, this is very different than a Sonic game, a Sonic Let's Go Fast game, but it fits. It fits so well in that, like, let's 
play Sonic. I did not know that, that that is, that that is actually like... It's Robotnik's mean bean machine, yep. (laughs) That's that's amazing. Again, kind of going back to the whole idea of like, this is made by people who just kind of love this stuff. Exactly. And we're we're (laughs) looking for, what if we did this? And what if, oh, this would be really cool if we called back to this. Um, And and as far as I understand, this is all anecdotal, but I've, I've kind of, you know, when this title came out... Um, I bought it almost right away and I kind of fell in love with it. And I, so I, I sort of kind of trace back through, you know, how this game came to be. <clears throat> and as near as I can tell the game director, Christian Whitehead, um, and a lot of the different producers, from what I understand, um, they basically approached Sega and they were like, please let us do this. Like we have an idea for how to, to make a modern take on the classic, uh, you know, 2d Sonic franchise. Uh, please let us do this. We, we, we would love to do it. We've, we've got this engine. We know that this would work. Um, you know, let, let us do it. And I think, you know, Sega said, sure. And I think that is just such a neat, like, way to approach a game, right? That it's, yeah. you've got a company that has a franchise. People love it. And, and I think, unfortunately, I think a lot of the more modern say, uh, Sonic incarnations have fallen flat and, and have not been, you know, as true to form as, as the classics were. You know, Sonic basically since the Genesis era has really struggled to kind of find footing uh, a lot. There have been some decent games. There have been some really bad ones. Oh, yeah. I've played some of them. I've, I've played you know, a few and then some of the good ones, some of the bad ones. But I just think it's really great for people who grew up with the stuff now making games, basically coming together, approaching the company and saying, can we write a love letter to this franchise? Let us do this. And then, yeah, it's effect. It's these people that were doing ROM hacks, right? That mm-hmm. there's a ton of that out there that you're not doing ROM hacks for a game that you hated. You're doing ROM hacks for a game that you loved, right? Um, that you're going into the code and, and right. If you, if, if listeners not familiar with ROM hacks that like you, essentially build a Mario maker for yourself. You, you go in there and take all the, um, the elements out and, and build stages and things of that sort with the original code and the original sprites and stuff. The kind of people who are doing that uh, are putting tons of effort into learning how to do that well. And the levels that they put out are not, the ones that make it out are not bad ones. They're the good ones. And this game feels like that. That like you hand selected some of the best things that you could possibly put together in this space. Yeah. And and what I hope, you know, after after I finished this game, I immediately started playing again and, and went back through the character roster. And now I'm looking at all the unlocks that I miss and I'm trying to figure out, you know, okay, <laughs> like what so so again it's kind of that conversation we had on the last show of like, okay, now I'm going to try to complete as much of this as I can. How, do 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 you have all the Chaos Emeralds? No. Nope. So, and I finished the game. You're not going to get the good ending. No, I got the bad ending. Yeah, you're going to get a good ending. uh, It made that abundantly clear. And also a throwback that I really love. Like, it's just like, yeah, so you beat him, but you didn't really beat him. So, sucker. And I was like, okay, I get it. Cool. Time to play again. (laughs) So, I should say, I I am playing on on Xbox, so achievements are front and center. But, yeah, I have every achievement except the gold medals in the, the Blue Sphere stages. And I would like to point out for for people listening uh, at home that you've done some work because that is inside of a calendar week. Was it last Wednesday? It was last Wednesday. Yeah, okay. I mean, the first time I heard about this game was one week ago. <laughs> <laughs> so that is uh, that is what happens when a game gets its meat hooks into you. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, I played a lot of it. I mean, it's, it, it, there's been a snowstorm, so 
you know, I've had some extra time, but, and, and like I said, a lot of this, I, it, you pick it up and it is definitely like, oh yeah, I've done this before. Like I've spent 25 years practicing for this game. <laughs> I spent my whole life for this moment. I'm, I'm ready. Exactly. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of those games. I mean, I'm sure some other ones will come up on the, the podcast. So I don't want to just put too many in, but yeah, this is, this is a game. I've, I've played this game before, even though I've never played this game. Uh, and that's what it feels like. It feels like a very true homage to that era. To some large degree, we should say the music too. The music is very good. Um, especially the levels that, so there, there's music from those original games, but then there's levels that don't have it. Um, and the music in there for some of the stuff that is new, is just so true to style, but also so good. Yeah. I'm, I'm perpetually amazed by people who are able to master uh, that kind of a sound. Do you know that uh, Michael Jackson did some of the soundtrack for Sonic 3? I did not. Yeah, that's a weird story. Like, yeah, it's something you could Google. Like, he was very popular at the time and really liked these games and was actively working with them to do some of the soundtrack for Sonic 3. And then, like all sorts of stuff went down. This was, I mean, the era where he was starting to get accused of lots of stuff and Sega was also doing a lot of weird stuff. So at the end of the day, like he's not credited, he walked away from the project, but some of his later songs, like again, Google it, you, you'll find audio clips side by side of like his songs and songs in Sonic that like use the same beat structure and the same like intros and stuff. Oh, weird. weird. And when you really start to like listen to some of the Sonic 3 stuff, you're like, wow, yeah, I could definitely see that being something Michael Jackson put together. Bringing that up, I think is really interesting too, just to put, you know, the Sonic franchise in context because Sonic is to Sega as Mario is to Nintendo. Yes. And I feel yep. like Sega and Nintendo, I mean, it's the tale of two cities of the video game world, right? Where you've got, uh, you've got Nintendo, which basically has, 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 it's had some ups and downs, but when you compare it to Sega, it's basically, it's it's nothing. I mean, Nintendo is kind of now <sighs> in a position where they have once again, you know, kind of put themselves on top where their new hardware, the Switch, is, is selling gangbusters. They've put out a string of really, really solid games again. And, and kind of the game industry is, is in love with Nintendo all over again. And, man, Sega, just after this golden era of, of Genesis yeah. versus Nintendo, I mean, just imploded. I mean, just fell apart. And, and basically right around the time that you're talking about, I mean, Sonic 3 would have been at the tail end of the Genesis life cycle. If yeah, I'm so it's 93-ish, I think. Yeah, yep. 94-ish, probably spring 94 yeah, if I remember right. And this, I mean, this is worth pointing out too. That I think, I think, is another reason why this game is so important to come out because we're talking twenty, well, coming up on almost thirty years removed from that period of time, right? So there's a whole generation of people who don't understand that there was a period of time where where Sega rightly was poised to steal Nintendo's thunder. That, that the debate between Sega versus Nintendo, Sonic versus Mario, Sega basically within a console generation, uh, you know, halved Nintendo's market share. It was, you know, in the in the 8-bit era, it, the Sega Master System really didn't exist uh, yeah, for, for all intents and purposes. True. And then, you know, basically in the 16-bit era, it was a, it was a slugfest of, of titans at that point where the two were basically going... Uh, going against each other. And it was about 50-50 down the middle in terms of market share. What, what, what job that Mario had while he was moonlining do you think 
push that over? Was it uh, time traveler, painter? Is <laughs> it sports referee? Well, I, I, it, uh, if I had to guess, it would probably doctor. be it would be the time traveler, uh, if only because uh, the butterfly effect, right? As he was mm. traveling through time, <laughs> he he stepped on the wrong you know bug. Uh, well, he just went back. He went to a, a timeline where Sega failed. Right? We're living in <laughs> Mario's timeline. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Although I will say one of the things that happened when when Sonic Mania came out was I think like the official Nintendo of America account tweeted something like it's great to have you back or something like that. And it was like a shot of, of, you know, Sonic in Sonic Mania. Like it was this really like when Sonic Mania came out, it was this really weird, like kind of groundswell moment where everybody was like, man, Sonic is great. Like and, and you should play some Sonic. Well, and when you think about it, right. Well, there's good things to say about the Sonic 3D games. So I don't want to say the problem is the Sonic 3D games. Mm-hmm. But if you look at Mario, no matter what types of Mario games come out, right? Mario 64. Nintendo did not stop making 2D Mario games just because Mario 64 came out. Right. They did for a little bit, but they're still making them. Mm-hmm. And there's still the things that are very popular. And I think maybe that was some of the problem that happened to Sonic is that they very much shifted away from that and then never had the opportunity to get back to it where, where Nintendo did. Yeah. And, and actually I don't, you probably know this, but so stop me if you, if you do, but I did some looking into just Sega and Sonic and like the, the history of the company and the franchise. And, and apparently like part of the reason that Sega sort of imploded is because Sega US V Sega Japan was this huge uh, internal corporate battle, essentially, over hmm. uh, over the direction of the company. And the Sonic franchise itself is kind of a case study in corporate meddling. I think basically what you're talking about in terms of like the 3D Sonic games is very reflective of the Sega corporate culture. That like there was a decision that was made that was basically like, so Mario 64 is a huge thing, 3D graphics are a thing, this is where Sonic is going, this is the future. And I, I think I think there was just a lot of there was a lot of internal strife within Sega and a lot of people basically fighting with each other that, that caused the company and this particular franchise to kind of fall into ruin because um, it stopped being about making a really great game. Anymore. Yeah, it's an interesting point that the, Sonic goes fast, right? We've said that, I think, already. That's the whole thing. Sonic goes fast. <laughs> that in a 2D space, that is really powerful because as you play, you have the capability as a player to take in that 2D space, even if you're going fast, right? Even as fast as Sonic goes, you get a feel for what you're doing. Yep. And that does not translate to a 3D space. Like, Mario goes slow. And if you think about, okay, there are speedrunners who play Mario 64 at, at ridiculous speed. I cannot say enough good things about those speedrunners. But if you think about the first time you played Mario 64, you played it slowly. Like Mario walks around, you mm-hmm. stand still. Mm-hmm. And that just doesn't work for Sonic. And when you move to three dimensions, you need to spend time looking at a whole lot more than just a plane. And you can't do that fast. Yeah, it's almost like they never really figured out if there was a way to do it or the proper way to do it to translate those speed mechanics. Do you um, know the right way to do it? What is the right way to do it? It's blue sphere stages. <laughs> we've cracked that nut. You're welcome, Sega. Um, so we've said a lot of really good things about Sonic Mania. Um, I think it's very clear where we stand with it. Is there anything like not so great that, that we want to say about it? Or is it largely just a like, 
This is pretty good. Obviously, I love this game. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I I didn't get the DLC yet. I I figured that would be something we chatted about, and and you didn't tell me to get the DLC, so for the purposes of this podcast, I didn't. Yeah. Um, But from what I could tell, it adds to characters very much like Sonic and Knuckles added Knuckles. So you have to go through levels differently because they can't do the things Sonic can do, and they can do different things. I haven't played that, but it doesn't introduce new levels. And I think that... I, my my complaint is very much in the vein that this game left me wanting more, um, which is, you know, as much of a complaint as it could be. Maybe it's that mindset of this feels like a Sonic 3. And what I would love a DLC to be is that Sonic and Knuckles cartridge that I can plug Sonic 3 into and have the story continue. I just want more of it. That's That's my main complaint. And I think that because I played so much Sonic 3 and Sonic and Knuckles that I have that like two game arc of Sonics as the norm where, you know, you beat it once with all the chaos emeralds and then like, okay, well now that you beat the first game and got the good ending, now beat the second one with the good ending. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's just not there. And it's not a fault to this game, but is that what encore mode is for? Because there's a mania mode and an encore mode. Did you? I haven't played much encore mode. Have you tried it out? I read a little bit, I, and again, I, I didn't spend enough time looking into it. it. It didn't. It's at least not new levels. Well, so the first level is the first one that it drops you into is Angel Island Zone, which is not at all in the mania mode. You go back through. Uh, I think some of the prior levels. I think a lot of them are are. Uh, rehashed ones, but I don't believe Angel Island mode was in Mania mode, and I think there's it's a, not. I think there's a Stardust. No, Stardust Speedway. No, was in all there. the all the rest are the same, and the very last okay. one is not right. So it it shifts okay. one up. Yeah. In short, I don't know. Okay. Okay. Well, that maybe that will scratch that itch. Maybe it won't. But okay. Oh yeah. wait. Okay. It says plus also adds an encore mode with remixed levels, reworked lives mechanic, a pinball bonus stage, a four player competition. Um. Yeah. So, I mean, at the very least, it's not, and again, I'll probably play it. I don't, it's not new levels. (laughs) There you go. I don't really have much bad to say about it. The other bad thing I'd say is, is kind of the question you asked that that I spent a lot of time harping on, but being able to go in there and select which blue spear stage I wanted to play would be huge. That would be nice. Yeah. I, I, I agree. That would be nice. Given all the menu options they do have in there, it just feels like an oversight more than a they didn't want to do it right yeah exactly so obviously uh sonic mania is uh one that we're pretty excited about i think ultimately we didn't do this in the last episode do we want to recommend these games or do we want to ultimately leave with any final thoughts i think are you asking me if if i want to recommend this game <laughs> well i'm asking you i think we know at this point <laughs> that you want to recommend this game uh do we want to just like uh do a thumbs up do we want to give it a rating scale uh how do how do we want to or do we want to do this? Is it uh, uh, five blue sphere zones out of five? Is it? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> There's 32 blue sphere. It's 32 stages. blue sphere. Is it? Is it 30 blue sphere stages out of 32? <laughs> um, you know, what's? Uh, what, what do you? How do you feel about this? How? How do you? How strongly do you recommend it? I guess. I mean, there's also gold and silver, and I mean, I feel that I have 
32 silver and 16 gold. I mean, <laughs> that's pretty telling. <laughs> there you go. I would also uh, heartily recommend this as, as, a, as somebody who was passingly familiar with Sonic and then wanted to learn more. I feel like this is one of those rare games where if you're the type of person who you go like, well, I can't get into that franchise because I never played this and I never played this. If you play Sonic Mania, you will come away with it with an understanding of, oh, this is why people loved Sonic the Hedgehog. Like, I get it now. And if you don't like this, then I just don't think you would like Sonic. Sure, sure. Um, and if you fall in love with it, I feel like you're just, you understand like, oh, this is what Sonic is about. I'm, I'm curious. I haven't looked for any speed runs of this, but there's some interesting movement tech in this too. Uh, and again, they don't tell you anything about it, but if you're jumping, like you'd hit the ground already doing a dash, um, which again, they don't talk about. I only figured it out because there's options in one of the menus to change what that is after you unlock these. Yeah. But, but I would imagine that speed runs of this game with some of that movement tech has just got to, oh man, have to be ridiculous. I, I haven't seen this come up at uh, any of the GDQs, but you must've missed it. It was, it was in the last marathon. It was in really, uh, yep. Awesome games done quick. The the last one they ran, uh, they did. All right, uh, well, that's what I'm doing right now. Podcast <laughs> over. <laughs> there you go. Podcast <laughs> over. Paul's going to go get more gold medals while watching the speed run of this game. Oh boy, I bet it's quick though. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you won't have a lot of, a lot of time, but, uh, we both heartily recommend this game and, uh, yeah, this is, has been a great discussion. We, we now have a name missing save file, which means we also, by the time you hear this we'll have a website the website will be missingsavefile.com we are also missing save file on pretty much every social media uh, outlet you can find so drop us a line if you like the show if you have any feedback for us if you have a game that you'd like to suggest that we play uh, maybe one of us or both of us have not played it and we should uh, feel free to do all of that as well. Our theme music, well, we should give a shout out, was composed by Tombo Fry. Uh, you should check out his stuff on his Bandcamp page. Uh, we'll leave a link there in our show notes. But uh, I have a lot of catching up to do if I ever hope to catch Paul. <laughs> if I ever have to, <laughs> if I ever hope to catch you in terms of medals. So I might work yeah, on sounds some like, of that. Right sounds now. like you're playing as tails. <laughs> <laughs> He's the worst. He's so bad. He's so slow. <laughs> Until next time, I'm Jason. And I'm Paul. Gotta go fast. We'll see you next time. Don't think, I just go